Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Jen A., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado. Today is Thursday, December 16th, 2021. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled, A Vision for You. We're on page number 153. We're going to start with the third paragraph. And it begins with, in the chapter, working with others, we're going to read through two paragraphs ending with much, oh, I goofed, let's see, much, (laughs) much hard feeling and controversy. Couldn't read my own handwriting. All right, today's readers are for Teen Thursday, the 12 Steps, Sima P, 12 Traditions, Joni C. Our readers of the text today will be Susan S. H., Martha Z., and Larry G., the newcomer greeter is Vida S, and our second hour moderator is Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, which was Wednesday, December 15, 2021, at the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, would be 18,241. That's 18241. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 18,242. That's 18242. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting or accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose says that OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry this message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. So at a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive eating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Seema P. to read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning, Vision. I'm Seema P. from Rhode Island, and these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. 
Up next, I'll now ask Joni C. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, uh, gratefully recovered um, but not cured. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought be ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and have a well, great thank- day. All right. Well, thanks so much, Seema P., for reading the 12 steps, and Joni C. for reading the 12 traditions. This is how the meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read or sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're going to press star 1 to unmute, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phones except the speaker should be muted. So today we are going to resume our study um, of the chapter, A Vision for You, in the big book. We're on page number 153 on the third paragraph, reading two paragraphs. And our reader this morning is Susan S.H. Go ahead, Susan. Thank you. Good morning. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm very grateful to be here. 
In the chapter, Working with Others, you gathered an idea of how we approach and aid others to help. Suppose now that, through you, several families have adopted this way of life. You will want to know more of how to proceed from that point. Perhaps the best way of treating you to a glimpse of your future will be to describe the growth of the fellowship among us. Here is a brief account. Years ago, in 1935, one of our number made a journey to a certain western city. From a business standpoint, his trip came off badly. He had been, had he been successful in his enterprise, he would have been set on his feet financially, which at the time seemed vitally important. But his venture wound up in a lawsuit and bogged down completely. The proceeding was shot through with much hard feeling and controversy. And uh, I prayed a good deal for guidance on what, what, do I, what do I have to say about these paragraphs? And uh, what came to me that uh, as, I, as you continue, you, you will continue to need and want guidance. And it causes me to look at when I think I got it, which happens, I'm, I'm human. <laughs> and occasionally in my little mind, I think, oh, I've got it. And when I, that happens, I find invariably that uh, I need guidance. And the directions in the book have given me access to guidance from a higher power, from fellows in program that also ask to higher power. And I apply it. Um, I can identify with our friend Bill, I believe Bill, uh, his bitter discouragement in this situation. My experience has been, yes, I've recovered. I'm happy, joyous, and free. Life continues to be life on its own terms, though, and disappointments come and go. I can collapse in them, or I have a choice now. I can take action. I have clear-cut directions to quiet the disturbances that threaten me. Today, I choose to go into action and reach out to help others. And surprisingly, the things that sometimes come out of my mouth when I'm putting myself out there to be helpful are things that that my higher power is saying to me. So um, I'm very grateful to be here. I'm very grateful to have direction. And I'm very grateful to identify. And remember that we are all here because we need help and guidance. And so we keep coming back. I pass. Thank you so much, Susan S.H. And we value everyone's experiences here with us this morning. We do ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So who would like to share on what was read today? I can take a list of names. Melissa C. Melissa? Lisa B. Larry K. Pauline Lisa M. B. Larry, Larry K. Pauline. Karen K. Tanya D. Karen. Bye. Oh, that's good. 
and Awesome. All right. All right. I think I got all of you. Thanks so much. That was very kind. <laughs> it was gentle with me. I have Melissa C, Lisa B, Larry K, Pauline M, Karen, uh, Karen D. I think that's what it was. Sorry, that's my handwriting. Tanya, I'll get your initial when we get there. And Vasa O. Go right ahead, Melissa C. Hi. Good, uh, hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for your service this morning. I'm Alyssa C., a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and this this could not come at a better time for me to read this when I read about, like, much bitterness was shot through it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I had, like, a horrible experience at work yesterday. And what I find out from reading this um, and from my from my, you know, program of recovery, this beautiful program of recovery, is I have a primary purpose. And that primary purpose trumps, like, everything else, all the stuff that seems to happen in my day that I think, see, that's, that's, the, that's the big problem here, is that I think is bad, that I think, you know, turned out poorly. And, like, in this case, Bill had a, you know, a deal that went south. And, you know, I have a human vision, so I only see what's happening to me in the moment, and I had a bad day at work, right? But I'm told, guess what? That's, that's where I grow my fellowship. That's where I actually grow um, this connection that I have with others and, and with God. And that, that set of directions, it saves me. You know, I, 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 yesterday, yeah, I called somebody. I called a person, not 100 people like I used to do, I called a person who quickly reminded me, yep, yep, that wasn't fair, that wasn't fair, but, you know, and actually threw my words back at me, thank God. He said, you know, you've told me your code is love and tolerance, so where's your tolerance and where's your love here? And I was directed, like, like I always am, like, get on my knees and pray for that person that upset me. And I made a lot of calls not to discuss my problem yesterday but to help other people and that's my primary purpose the beautiful thing is I'm going into work today I you know I don't know what's going to happen but I know that I have a relationship with God and I have my abstinence and I have a primary purpose it's to carry this message and um thanks so much with that I'll pass thanks Melissa C from New York up next is Lisa B followed by Larry K good morning Lisa oh good morning Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And I really love this reading because, um, you know, I've learned that it's thy will be done, not mine. And that's day in and day out. And I'm learning, you know, what's important to me and what I want, you know, is is not the higher authority, you know, the God of my wonderful new understanding that I've been able to get through this work and continues to open up for me and it's I will be done and um so many times I'm like well wait what about this you know I want that I want that and it's for a higher purpose a higher picture and so many times I can't see what that picture is but you know God's ways are not my ways God's thoughts are not my thoughts I am a very selfish person naturally I am that way I wake up that way thinking all about me and um, it's about less of me, more of God. And it's not that I'm a saint, you know, at all. That's why I need these steps. 
these steps to change me, they, they remove the things from me that get in the way, which things like selfishness and pride and ego and wanting to stand out and get acknowledgement and all of that. Whereas I'm learning through this program, it's about doing things discreetly without recognition. Um, and it's about being quiet and, and letting a bigger picture come forth, which is the good, the greater good for everybody, not me. And that's, uh, it's sometimes so difficult. Often it's very difficult for me. And that's why I need these steps and these spiritual principles. That's why I need prayer and meditation and to share with fellows. Um, so I really identify with what was just shared about the frustration and the fear. And last night that came up for me and I opened up randomly another book, the big book, you know, and I read about um, that it's a, it's a focus on thy, thy, the kingdom, you know, God's kingdom, not this world, you know, not this world here, but it's God's kingdom. And then trying to let that come out through me and, and help be kind and loving. And it's not about what I want, you know, it's about God's plan. And a lot of times I can't see that plan. I remember when my brother died suddenly, unexpectedly, I, I felt him say to me in my spirit, you know, some things we don't understand ever until we get to the other side. So I just keep trudging, but I'm so grateful to be recovered and abstinent and have a fellowship and a connection with God. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lisa B. Up next is Larry K. followed by Pauline M. Go right ahead, Larry. Good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for your service. Um, you know, for me, this, these paragraphs are basically a lead in to illustrate what this, this vision for how we're going to maintain and build upon the, the, the uh, spiritual momentum of, of recovery is going to look like. And so see, I'm, I'm not sure what you, what you believe, but I'll, I'll tell you what I've come to know today. And that is that God has chosen to infuse us with, you know, the, the necessary capabilities that we have to serve as a conduit, a channel to his grace and mercy. And now, you know, we're not the power that must be accessed for recovery to occur, but we're the, we're the channel to get to that power, which is God. And I'm reminded in the, uh, I was thinking in the forward to the second edition, I think it is, it, it talks about, you know, one alcoholic can affect another as no non-alcoholic could. And that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another was vital to permanent recovery, permanent recovery. And that's the glimpse into the future and the future of OA. And, and you know, to me, the fellowship is not going to live or die, uh, you know, at a, at a convention, a vision for you convention. It's beautiful. Love it. The OA birthday party, beautiful. But it's really one compulsive reader with another, getting in the trenches, climbing into the quicksand, trembling with a rope and a big book, you know, crawling around with a flashlight in the caves. That's where God's miracles begin for me. That's what I've seen. And it reminds me of like the infancy of what, what, what transforms into a star in our galaxy. You know, the stars are like a work of art. They're, they're conceived, they're shaped, they're eventually dissolved by God, I believe. And it starts with what appears to be this random collection of stuff. And, it, and, it, and, it, and in program, it's the collective collapse that we have the potential to be lifted up. And that, my friends, is a pretty cool vision for me and for you. So with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Larry K. Up next is Pauline M. Followed by Karen D. Good morning, Pauline. Hey, Jen, this is Colleen M. 
Can I be heard? Thank you, Colleen. Yes, thanks okay. for the correction. Go right ahead. Yeah. So um, thank you, everyone, that's here and making this meeting possible. What hit me this morning was um, I had so much bitterness towards God because my life did not turn out the way I had planned it to and things did not go my way that it blocked me for such a long time from getting recovered. Um, <clears throat> and this, this reading just reminds me that, you know, like it's already been said, <clears throat> I can only see a very small piece of the puzzle. And I usually don't give God credit enough for the small little miracles that happen in my life every day. But working the steps has certainly um, just showing up and, and keep doing this deal has brought me to a place where I can see myself and my situation and see God working in it. And knowing that if my way would have happened, it would have been a big mess. And I actually had a, a bad day at work yesterday and uh, got some criticism, which I don't do criticism well. And I was able to just listen and say, yeah, okay, I, uh, I need to, maybe I, I didn't handle that very well. Maybe I need to look at that differently. Maybe I need to behave differently. That, that's just not me. That is God changing me and working within me and making me someone that I cannot be by myself and without the help of um, all of my fellows. So with that, I'll pass. I'm just grateful to be here. Thanks, Colleen. And where are you calling in from today? Maryland. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, Colleen M. from Maryland. Uh-huh, my, my pleasure. All right, Karen D. followed by Tanya. Karen, is that you? Go right ahead. Good morning. My name is Karen K., Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York. I'm a credit stone transfer. Um, I don't do P anymore because uh, my new initials P, but this, I'm just keeping it K. Um, this particular reading for me is how do I show up for life as a recovered person? Because really that's what sobriety is. How am I treating myself? How am I treating people around me? And being recently married, it was two months today. Um, it's like having, being in this relationship is like having my character defects on steroids. Someone told me that before the wedding and I didn't think she was right, but it's true. So I'm really, um, you know, being still and asking my God to show me and just listen for God's will. Because uh, God's will is going to happen whether I participate or not. It just makes the ride a lot easier if I listen and follow. And what a beautiful thing of this design for living that we have in this big book. And a way... Um, you know, it seems so profound when I went through the steps, especially when I went through the steps with a vision for you. And it was such a new experience. So it's like how, how it doesn't transfer from my other 12-step programs is like I had this newfound experience, like this is how I needed to behave anyway when the other stuff was put down. So when I went through OA and became sober with food, um, you know, I found out I needed to behave in this way. Anyways, and um, it's such a beautiful thing to um, have this fellowship. You know, you know, being married, having 60 people at our wedding, they were all program people. 
I'm sure the priest wasn't and the deacons and stuff like that. Who knows? But I just know I'm grateful that I have this program, God, the steps, traditions, not only to do, to live my program, but also my life and with my husband and with work and my volunteer work that it's, it's God's grace. God's grace is sufficient. The 12 steps are sufficient, more than more than sufficient. And with that, I will pass. And thank you for your service, Jen. Oh, thanks so much, Karen. Good to have you on the line this morning. Tanya, you're up next, followed by Vasa O, and then we'll uh, take a pause and tell everybody where we're at again. Tanya, what's the first initial of your last name, please, and thanks? It's D as in uh, dog, and uh, I'm from Illinois. Perfect. Thanks so much. Um, Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, yeah, and, and this is, uh, you know, it's really neat to think back to the beginning of this fellowship and, you know, the broader history um, of AA and OA and then just how many difficulties they had getting off the ground and writing the big book, um, figuring out what the fellowship might look like, um, you know, some of which we, we kind of see uh, in these paragraphs uh, here. And I know, you know, OA has also had its um, ups and downs and, it's just a good reminder for me that it's not always my higher power's will for, for things to be easy um, because sometimes, you know, I fall into this trap of thinking, well, this didn't work out, must be not my higher power's will. And I guess in this case, you know, the venture didn't work out and that was probably the way it was going to be. But then there were also difficulties, you know, with a, with a fellowship um, and it's remarkable, you know, the faith that they had to keep going and to keep trying um, and, you know, some things they didn't end up doing and, um, and so on. Um, you know, as, as others have said, it reminds me, you know, just how little I know about, you know, what the ultimate plan is. And so I try not to focus on uh, the outcomes that I want um, and not judge a situation um, by the outcomes, but to just, um, you know, focus on what I think my higher powers will is for me, how to be, um, what to do. And the amazing thing in this program is that I look at my difficulties very uh, differently now than I used to before. Um, you know, I, I used to want to get rid of them. And, you know, when I thought about step six and seven, I thought they were going to make me perfect. And now when I have difficulties, I, in the back of my mind, it's like this is an opportunity for spiritual growth. And that doesn't mean, you know, I feel great about the problem um, or that I do it perfectly, but just the fact that um, I have that kind of attitude toward it is, is definitely not my doing and totally the product of working this program. Um, and it makes it easier for me to go through whatever difficulties, you know, and, and do the next right thing and turn the outcome over to my higher power and, and kind of understand that even if it doesn't work out and even if I, you know, quote unquote fail, like this business venture failed, that I will, um, I can still be okay. You know, I can be okay no matter what. Um, that's one thing this program has given me. Um, and that is not how I used to think. You know, I used to think I can't be okay unless X, Y, and, uh, and Z. And uh, it's so much freer to, to live differently and to really trust that I'll be okay no matter what. Uh, and with that, I will pass. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thanks so much, Tanya D. from Illinois. And then up next is Vasa O. 
Vasa, before you begin, I just want to let everybody know where we're at if they just joined us this morning. We're uh, in A Vision for You. That's the chapter of uh, the big book that we're in. On page 153, reading the third paragraph, it begins with um, working uh, in the chapter, working with others, ending with much hard feeling and controversy, reading those two paragraphs and sharing. So go right ahead, Vasa O, and then I'll take a list of names after you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen, for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from calling from Port Charlotte, Florida. And I love the reading this morning. And this program, it's a gift. I don't know where I would be today if I didn't have the program. And I was just told, just, you know, follow the, plan, follow the directions and uh, you will recover. And there was a time in my life I never thought I'd be, I'd put the food down uh, ever. I'd probably die with the food addiction. By the grace of God, I was led in the 12 steps and I'm so grateful. There's never time I tell myself, I don't want to do the program any longer. I'm tired of it. I look forward to go to the meetings. I'm here every morning. I don't share as much, or I listen to the callback number, and I love it. I love everybody shares and the stories. I need I need to have the connection with my higher power, which I do every single morning, every night, and whenever I need it, you know. And I need my the 12 steps. And I need people that are in the program. Uh, there's always um, something new that's happening in my life. There's more to grow, more to see, and more to reveal. And I never, never, I never thought I'd last all these years in the program. But I keep coming, and I want to come back. And I know my sponsor said, you know, we just have to give it away, the 12th step. You know, what we have has been given to us so freely, we need to give it away. And that's what I do. That's my mission. This is my purpose in life. Of course, I have other purpose in my life. But if I didn't do what I'm doing, I wouldn't even have a life today. I'd be a very sick woman today, or, or I would be probably even dead from the food addiction. So what a gift, you know. And that's all I need to do. Just follow the direction as many times I need to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. All right, well, we're going to take another list of names, page 153, third paragraph, sharing on two paragraphs. And who would Duke, like to Rhode share Island. this morning? Thanks, Duke. What's the first initial of your last name? Irie D. Florida. Sarah R. Okay, and then somebody B. Irie D, like David. Could you, yeah, could you spell that for me, your first name? I-R-E. Rachel K. Thank you so much. And then I had Sarah R, and then Rachel K. Duke, Irie, Sarah, Rachel. Who else would like to share this morning? Chris? Yes. Thanks, Chris. We have a few more spots in there. Okay, well, let's start there and see where we go. We have Duke R, Irie D, Sarah R, Rachel K, and Chris G. 
All right, Duke, if you want to press star one and unmute, go right ahead. Duke, press star one. Hi, good morning, Duke R, Rhode Island. Uh, very good to be here. I was thinking this morning, listening to this meeting, I've been dialing in here probably for about seven or eight years now, however long it's been going on. And very grateful. It's a nice way to start the day. Recovered compulsive overeater in Rhode Island. And, um, you know, when I was listening to the reading this morning, I was thinking it always happens for me, not to me. I'm not a victim of my circumstances. And I was um, reflecting on the reading when uh, you were sharing on it. And I was thinking about the chapter of working with others where it says both you and the new man was walk day and day in the path of spiritual progress. Follow the dictates of higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. Um, and, you know, it doesn't always work out my way. Relationships, jobs, families, money, whatever it happens to be. Um, but the food isn't an issue. Um, the problem has been removed. The solution for me is always spiritual. And I was putting myself in his shoes when I was listening to the reading this morning about where I've walked away from. You know, or I've been, you know, walked away from business deals that didn't go well or a relationship or a friendship or whatever it's been. And at certain times, depending on what it is, what I know now as a result of doing a very thorough forward step in the turnarounds, um, when I look at what my part is in things um, and I look at where fear is the chief activator and usually the fear there is losing what I have, not getting what I want, unable to control the situation. And what do I do when that happens? I realize that, you know, I'm trusting and relying on myself and not trusting and relying on God. And so when it doesn't work out the way that I think I would like it to work out, I have to realize that it's happening exactly the way it's supposed to be happening, that it's happening for me, not to me, that I'm not a victim. And what I do with the fear prayer is, God, please remove my fear and direct my attention to what you would have me be. And um, I, I love hearing Vasa because she actually took my sponsor through the process. And, um, you know, I said to my sponsor, my sponsor was here yesterday visiting for coffee and uh, she got 44 years. And what does God want me to be? And she says, happy, joyous and free, but of usefulness to other people. And when I turn my attention to other people and I'm of service, fear dissipates. Thank you for your service this morning. Great to be here. Thanks so much, Duke R. from Rhode Island. Up next is Irie D. followed by Sarah R. Go ahead, Irie. Irie, press star one, please. I'm sorry, I thought I was unmuted. Um, good morning. Can you hear me now? I can. Go right ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hi, good morning. This is Irie D. Recovered for today, food addict. Um, you know what? As I thought about those paragraphs, what I thought about is all the times in my life when I thought that what had happened was the worst possible thing that could have happened. And then it turns out that it's not based on my choices. And, and my choices always starts with God is either everything or he is nothing. And when God is everything, I work on being of maximum service to others. And I have no idea what went on through Bill's mind when, um, when the bill, you know, when the business went south. And I don't believe that my higher power is this um, 
director in the sky that is making things happen in my life so that I can do certain things. I just believe that things happen and my job is to become at one with um with my higher power who who really wants to for me to be of maximum service so that I don't have to be in the food. Because what when I'm of maximum service to other people, then I'm not I have no interest in the food. And that has been the miracle that happens in my life. And as long as I continue to do that, things turn out not always the way I want them to, but things turn out the way better than I ever thought they would. And so um, as I think about that moment and the countless lives that have been impacted, not just those of us whose lives have been changed by recovering in in this program and and living a 12-step way of life, but the countless lives that that each of us touch on a daily basis. I know that because I'm recovered, I deal with people in such a different way than I did before being recovered. And so it's not just my life that gets saved, it's um, other people's lives that get impacted and get made better by Bill having made the decision to help other people rather than go into that bar when things didn't go his way. And every time I make that same choice, I there are ripples of benefits that happen in the universe at large. And, and I'm so grateful for that. Thank you, everybody, for your service, and I'm grateful to be here. Well, thank you so much, Ivy D. Up next, we have Sarah R. followed by Rachel K. Good morning, Sarah. Go right ahead. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Sarah, our compulsive overeater from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I loved the reading today. Um, it really resonated with me because, you know, part of what keeps me compulsive overeating or just not showing up to life is when things don't go my way. You know, here they're talking about a very, very big business deal, but even when small things don't go my way and right away, because I didn't have or still are learning the skills on how to just be present even when things don't go my way and be able to act, you know, on the biggest level of being of service to others, but just not letting it ruin my day and even more so not letting it ruin my day for others is, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, recently I had some, you know, big big things fall through and I can still come to meetings, be of service, call my sponsor and still be in program and not act out and, um, you know, on a, on, a, on a higher level, right? Even understanding that things are meant to happen and things are for the best, you know, that's, that's something that I hope to, to get to. But, you know, I guess for me, this brings me back to step two or three, you know, came to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity and, turning my will over to the care of God as I understood him. And that's just what I have to do every single day. And um, I just, I don't have a choice. I do have a choice. My choice is just live a life of anger, resentment, which I don't really identify as living. It's just being alive. Or I can live a life of being wildly alive and just continuing about my day. And, you know, that, that this, this has been great for me. Um, because I can, I can stay in, I can stay in such a bad place and have an effect on so many other people. And there's no, there's no reason for that. And, you know, just 
waking up every morning, joining this meeting and, you know, praying and connecting and just see how I can be of service to other people, no matter what happens throughout my day. And I just show up differently to life. Thank you so much about that. Thank you, Sarah R. from New York. Up next is Rachel K. followed by Chris G. Good morning to you, Rachel. Hi, this is, excuse me. Hi, Jenna. This is Rachel Kay from Northern California. Thanks so much uh, for calling on me. Yeah, so it turns out that I am not the only one who has a bad day at work. So it sounds like maybe a few others have had bad days at work recently. And Bill had a really bad day at work. I mean, yesterday, the thing that occurred to me is like, once again, I have failed to please all the people all the time. Um, and a dumpster fire project sort of landed on my plate yesterday. And so, you know, Bill had a bad day at work, and he started the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, my God. You know, I have a bad day at work, and, you know, and I think it's the end of the world. No, today I make an outreach call, and I find out, how somebody else is, and it turns out that somebody else had a bad day at work. And um, and I have to remember that I have a new employer. You know, my ultimate employer is, is God. Thank God, because no matter what happens, no matter what I do, um, you know, God, it, it's, it's going to take care of me and loves me and sees me for what I am. And this part, uh, or what we're talking about today reminds me of um, something else um, on page 52 um, that came up in another conversation yesterday that says the things which came to us um, when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Like I have, may have planned that this project would be smooth and wonderful and wouldn't be complicated but, you know, I've seen where my plans get me. Um, my plans get me face down in the food with the blinds closed and not answering the phone and binging for, you know, the first 30 years of my life. And God's plans um, get me, you know, happy, joyous, and free, um, not 24 hours a day, but overall and productive to society, not 24 hours a day, but overall, and in a marvelous fellowship for the last 21 years of my life, one day at a time by the grace of God. So anyway, thank you so much, everybody doing service on this meeting. Uh, Everybody have a blessed day, and I'll pass. Thank you, Rachel Kay from California. Up next, we have Chris G., and then after Chris, I'll take a couple more names. Good morning, Chris. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for the uh, for leading the meeting and for all the shares today. And um, I am Chris G. I live in Tennessee and I am a compulsive overeater uh, this day, uh, uh, living the good life. Uh, so uh, we start with... Um, we have an idea of how to approach and aid others to help. And, um, and that seems a pretty big uh, order for, for me. 
to to approach and aid others to help. That sounds pretty big. And so then we go back to look at our history. And um, of course, the words that that are important to me is uh, uh, at the time seemed vitally important. And at the time, what seems vitally important to me, you know, might be success. It might be it might be success. And um, so I'm going to go ahead to the first uh, two words of tomorrow's reading, bitterly discouraged. And um, if I go to uh, the 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 right after the steps on that next paragraph that I've heard a hundred times in meetings, what an order I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. What an order I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. My understanding of that sentence has, 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 has blown up this week in that when, when I try to do it, I get nowhere, and I think I deserve uh, success financially. I think I deserve to have uh, uh, success, and 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know everything, and and I can't do it by myself. It is too much for me, and so I have to turn uh, to God. Uh, for um, the things that I can't possibly uh, uh, do perfectly, I can't possibly do without God, and 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 just living in uh, the the um, the reality, which can be success or failure, and living in it with uh, with uh, God's grace and and. And then the, the gratitude comes that I don't have to know. I don't have to be God. I don't have to um, do everything. That this is the fellowship and I don't have to do it by myself. I don't have to do it by myself without God. And I don't have to do it by myself without the fellows in the program and without everybody that helps. So with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Chris G. Perfect timing. All right, we're going to go ahead and take, let's see, how much time do we have? A couple more shares. If you'd like to share and comment on the paragraph that was, uh, or two, two paragraphs that was read this morning in a vision for you, go right ahead. I'll take your name. Debbie N. Ohio. Debbie? Helen C. in Virginia. Was that Helen? Helen C. Perfect. All right, we'll take the two of you ladies. Go ahead, Debbie. We'll have you followed by Helen. Go right ahead. Debbie, press star one, please. We can't hear you. I'm sorry. Uh, again, good morning, Debbie N. Uh, grateful, recovering, compulsive reader in Ohio. And uh, the first of these two paragraphs really spoke to me, uh, and especially in working with my sponsee the other day, I've noticed of late, maybe it's the time of the year, but I've been very uh, easily agitated with my husband, and uh, not only, not always verbally, but body language. You know, here I am 68 years old, and I still roll my eyes and huff and puff when things aren't going my way, 
or he's not uh, responding the way I think he should be and falling into the trap of if he would just do everything my way, everything would be fine. Um, and I've made amends each time, but then in uh, working with my sponsee, we're working through chapter six of the AA, and on page 83, it hit me. Uh, a little prayer that I'm going to add each morning, which is, so we clean house with the family, asking each morning in meditation that our creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. Wow. Uh, what an epiphany moment for me, something so simple. But it's working with others. Uh, I'm supposed to be of service to the other individual, but yet here in working with uh, my sponsee, it was service back to me. Uh, to me, this is this is the vision, is that what we give comes back to us uh, beyond our wildest expectations. And uh, I'm so grateful uh, to have discovered the vision uh, meetings at the beginning of this year. Uh, and I remain grateful and uh, appreciate what everybody shares. I learn so much each and every time. And I'm, uh, again, so uh, very, very, very grateful. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Debbie N. from Ohio. Up next, I believe we have Helen. Is that correct? Helen C. Thank you, Helen. Where are yes. you from? From Virginia. And, oh, okay, uh, go right ahead. <laughs> recovering compulsive overeater. Recovering for today, thank God. I, you know, um, I love the words of these two paragraphs, but what jumps out at me is that 19... 35, uh, that was a good year because that was the year I was born. So I love it because of the fact that they were getting this book ready, you know, when I was uh, born, uh, being born. And so and I lived long enough to, uh, to uh, be here long enough to uh, be recovered and to enjoy all the th good things that this book offers us. And um, I've been in rooms over 40 years. But I didn't become recovered until uh, uh, 2019, and because I didn't know, you know, I was uh, identifying out of this book, and finally, uh, with uh, and I know Vision is not another OA meeting, but with Vision, it, it showed me how to identify in. Thank God for that. So I am recovered today, just because of this program and the book apparently made for me when it was bringing it together in 1935. So as I, you know, and I, today I am happy, joyous, and free because of this program. And thank you guys. I've been here listening for years. I've shared only one other time, but I just felt that I needed to share this morning because uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm so blessed for the healing that this program has given me. I, like I said, I came in 40-some years ago. I never left the room, but, I, you know, I was playing with the program. But uh, I got serious uh, in 2018, and uh, and that was one good thing that came up this pandemic for me because I could study with you guys every morning, and I'm here every morning at 7 o'clock. Don't share, but I'm here listening, and uh, I'm glad to thank everyone for all the service that they give. And thank you, Jan, for allowing for hearing my voice this morning and allowing me to share. And with that, I will pass. 
Absolutely. Helen C., welcome. We want to hear you more. Keep pressing star one and sharing with us. Helen C. from Virginia. All right. Well, guess what? There's still a few minutes on the clock. Anyone want to get a share in at the end of the meeting here? Chris W. from Tennessee. Hey, Chris W., go right ahead. <clears throat> okay. So I just... I got on a little late, so I didn't hear the um, exact reading, but I just wanted to share that I have been in the middle of doing my four steps for the third time in 2021, and I'm just so amazed, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just so amazed at the freedom I've been getting when when I go through and and use there there's a list that has a lot of the character defects pulled out into different words and it's just been so freeing and i think i've had most of the year there's this one whole set of um um resentments for one person i had like six things that i didn't even realize that was going on and um, I'm so glad that I have friends in this program that can just share and tell me what they see and um, give me feedback if I want it, and um, that we're just always in a growing process, and we don't always see until God reveals things. And anyway, I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful to be recovering in this program. <clears throat> Thank you. All right, thanks so much, Chris W. Well, let's see, we have another minute or two on the clock. Anyone else want to get a one, one, one or two minute share in there? If not, that's okay. We read an awesome chapter this morning. Great meeting. Thanks for everybody for your participation. Thanks those of you who shared, those of you who showed up and listened. Takes all of us. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following this closing. Here's the share ID for today. All right, it's Thursday, December 16th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, and the number is 18,250. That's 18250. So we're now going to close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Martha Z please read A Vision for You? Good morning, Jen and my friends in recovery. This is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.